What's up, everyone? This is your boy, Jeremy John. And I'm Matthew White. And we are the Sports Reality Podcast. Just wanted to say thanks for tuning into this episode. And to let you know that you can listen to us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Just go on any of those podcast platforms and search for the Sports Reality Podcast. Hit the subscribe button so you can be up to date on all of our content. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 138th edition of the Sports Reality. It is December the 30th, 30th, 2020. It's your boy, Jeremy John, a.k.a. the fourth greatest Grenadian of all time. Perfect. A.k.a. the little Wayne of podcasts, because I would jump on any podcast and hit it with the J train. Perfect. We have a guest for today. It's my boy. It's his third time on the podcast. Donnie Bedney. Donnie, how's everything going with you, my man? Hey, man. Bless, bro. Uh, excited to be on here uh, with you again today, man. Thanks for having me back. Thank you for coming on. First of all, before we start, how was the holiday season for you? Amazing. Amazing, man. It's my, my daughter's first, uh, well, technically her second Christmas, but, you know, her Perfect. first one where she could act actually play you know uh you know with toys and stuff like that man so it was great really quiet just uh at the house uh you know the three of us wife and uh and daughter but it, it's been amazing looking forward to uh the new year as i'm sure everybody is uh probably with some trepidation considering the year we just had but uh, uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Uh, you mentioned the new year. Last uh, a year ago, everyone was looking forward to 2020 because everyone said 2019 was so bad, and then here we are. <laughs> but look, man, we're we're happy to be alive. Um, talking about the holiday season, I'm glad that you were able to have a good time with your family. I did have a great time with my family. Also, uh, my son. This is his second. Christmas also. I think your daughter is a little older than my son. Yes, I believe so. Um, but he he could care less about the gifts. He was playing with random boxes uh, and yep. gift paper. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the wrap all about the wrapping and you know all that other stuff, man. <laughs> uh he didn't even care for like the Christmas tree either. Um th- I mean they were the Christmas tree was up at my, my parents' house for about three weeks. That, he, yeah. that didn't face him at all. Um, but it, it was a good time. Got to spend it with my parents, my brothers, uh, my wife, my uh, my in-laws. It was great. Uh, I made a macaroni. I haven't done macaroni in a long time. and I, I found, feel like I saw like the mac- a picture of the macaroni or something, man. It looked official. Let, let, me t- um, let me tell you, I'm going to toot my own horn right now. It was the best one I've ever made. 
And because I, I used to do macaroni a lot, but I, you know, I stopped. I wasn't making it. And then, you know, because of life, just busy doing stuff. But this time I did it, man. I changed up the recipe a little bit. It is the bomb. Uh, so much wow. that my wife was like, yeah, don't share that with anyone. I know you said you were going to give someone a piece, but like, don't share that with anyone. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, so that's a, uh, that was a, uh, what we call Noche Buena. That was Christmas Eve for Americans. So I was with my mother-in-law nice. and, and obviously my, my wife, they are Dominican. And then Got Christmas it. day went to my parents' house and was there all weekend. It was a good time. Now we're looking forward to New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Um, I'm happy to be alive. I'm happy for health. I'm happy for family. Um, and look, I, I'm not going to lie, man. This this year was pretty wild. That yep. I'm kind of like, you know what? It can only get better, to be honest, man. It can only get better. So that's that's the that's how I'm looking at it. Um, that's good, man. I, I appreciate the optimism for sure. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> look, there's two years in my lifetime, and we're a little off topic, but it's still relevant. Two years in my lifetime where I'm like, all right, those were like the worst years. 2008, that was pretty wild. Okay. The recession with sure. gas prices. They, 2008, I'm I'm 2021 and. My, my biggest thing is gas money. That's my biggest concern. So because I, I'm, I, you know, I need to get places and gas was four dollars. How am I going to yep. afford four dollars a gallon on like a minimum wage salary at that time? So that was my that was my worst year. I mean, I literally went to work and came home every day and did nothing because I had no money for anything else. And then obviously this pandemic. But even with the pandemic, I still had family. Uh, still had yep. uh, very close friends um and um had technology to still be with people you know like i'm using zoom right now with you and we can talk like we can see each other we can we can discuss we can have a group of friends on here so that's the positives man so man huge huge man and and that last part you know i i was just i was talking to my grandparents a little bit and and you're right we are we're a little off topic but i think it's i think it's relevant um you know because of the times we're living in but i my grandmother was telling me about my my great uh, my great grandfather, her dad, um, Carter Branson, in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, the Cleveland Building Supply Company. Okay, and she told me how he she has this 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 like very clear picture in her mind, a memory of him in her mind, where he used to come home from work. And lay in front of, you know, like they had like a wood burning, you know, stove or something like that. And he would kind of lay in front of that, you know, slash on the hearth for anywhere from like 30 to like 45 minutes or so, uh, fresh out of work, uh, just kind of warming up from the day and, and thawing out, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that has hit me and stayed with me during this time, you know, and, and understanding, man, just how you know, grateful we should be, um, you know, when you talk about technology and stuff, because, you know, um, our, our ancestors, the people that came before us were not afforded the comfort. Perfect. Um, uh, you know, that we have, right. You know, I, you know, during this time and it's amazing, man, like the, the things that we're still able to do, 
because my great grandfather was born in 1900, right? So mm. he, he actually and then died in 1956. So that means he he lived through and survived the Spanish flu. Yeah. Which technically was the last, you know, the last global pandemic that we had, right? Like, like I don't know anybody alive now, uh, at least in my family, um, you know, during that time. And so, you know, just to get a chance to reminisce with, with, with my grandmother and grandfather about that, you know, just kind of put everything into perspective for me. Um, you know, at this point, and, and we're still, you know, at home and stuff like that, but we're watching sports on TV and got the internet and like, you know, FaceTime and all this other stuff. Um, so it's, it's, it's still a, a really cool time and to, to, you know, be grateful. So that's the, that's the optimist in me. So I, I agree with all this stuff you were saying. Yep. 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 We got a lot to get into for today's show. We're going to talk about the NFL, the big news in the NFL, Dwayne Haskins being released from the Washington football team. We'll get to that. Also, other playoff scenarios for week 17. We'll also get into the NBA where we recap the notable news of the opening week, the NBA season. We'll also get into our sports free zone where we'll talk about the ongoing discussion in Congress for what is suitable for this country when it comes to stimulus bills. And then we will wrap up the show. We have not been talking about this all year uh, due to several things, just being the, the the new cycle is so vast, so many different topics, but we have not been talking about the Griffith Family Fantasy Football League. So to wrap up the show, since the Fantasy Football League wrapped up this weekend, we will have a few of the people in the league and we will discuss the uh, ups and downs of a fantasy football league among cousins and siblings. <laughs> so, so we will recap everything that has happened during this fantasy football season, man. Let me tell y'all, y'all need to stay tuned for this because there was a lot of drama, a lot of shenanigans going on and um, just uniqueness with uh, if that's even a word uh, with, with the fantasy football league. So just make sure you stay tuned for that want to remind you all to subscribe to the podcast where podcasts are available. That includes Apple, Anchor, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and a lot more. Just search for the Sports Reality Podcast. Subscribe, leave a review, pass the word, so we can definitely reach more people and grow. Let's now get into the NFL. Recap the scores for Week 16. Donnie, did you... uh? Did you watch many of these week 16 games? I watched a handful, man. You know, you know my team and uh, it's been a it's been a hard, hard year for us. But uh, I, I did watch a number of games uh, uh, this weekend for sure. All right. Let's start with the Christmas Day game. The Saints 52-33 over the Vikings. And really, you could just say Alvin Kamara beat the Vikings because he had six Mercy. touchdowns. More than the Mercy. Vikings scored as a team. They won 52-33 to 33 behind Alvin Kamara's performance. The following day on Boxing Day, for those who are uh, <laughs> from, you know, British territories or uh, or Canada. But that, that was a British territory <laughs> at one point. So anyways, yeah, Buccaneers, they won 47-7 over the Lions. The 49ers got an upset victory over the Cardinals 20-12. And probably one of the good games of the weekend, Dolphins squeak out a victory over the Raiders, 26-25. We'll talk a little bit about that later. Steelers 
broke their three-game losing streak with a victory over the Colts, 28-24. The Chiefs, Mm -hmm. three-point victory over the Falcons, 17-14. The Bears, four-game winning streak. They defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars with that loss and a win by the Jets. The Jets beat the Browns. 23-16, the Jaguars had locked up the number one overall pick in next year's draft. The Bengals, they're 4-10-1, two-game winning streak without Joe Burrow, defeated the Texans mm-hmm. 37-31. The Texans, Donnie, did you think they'll only have four wins going into this season? I don't, I don't know if anybody would have predicted that, man. Um, I, I don't think anybody would. and I, I know everybody was so high on... You know, Deshaun, um, you know, but the, the lack of weapons and stuff, man, it's just, it, it's been amazing. And then their defense, I think, also has been relatively porous. Uh, as much as as much as uh, J.J. is getting a lot of, uh, you know, pub with what he said after the game, I just, you know, they just haven't been, they haven't been good at all. And, that, and I did not see that one coming. JJ Watt mentioned that uh, there are some quitters on this team. Uh, It's not the first time he said it this year. He actually said it about the previous head coach (laughs) earlier in the Mm -hmm. year. Uh, Who would have thought JJ Watt would be the guy that would say something like that? Usually you would think someone of his stature and and let's be honest, demographic, they'll kind of keep that out of the media but he he's been out front and telling people how things have been he's he's a leader and and i think you know uh, he he has the leverage a little bit to say that just because you know he's a i don't want to go down this rabbit hole but like you know a perceived superstar um (laughs) you know like and and i'm saying that just because i'm i'm not from a production perspective i'm not sure you know numbers wise like how, how big he's been you know uh since the injury and stuff but uh-huh. um you know overall he 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 has or at least feels like he has the right to say that in that locker room so um and nobody's come out and dispute it so you know it, with only four wins <laughs> i think i think uh, a lot of people are agreeing with him so that <laughs> that'll that was an interesting interesting clip bro that joint's been it's everywhere on my timeline right now. So. <laughs> uh, Ravens get a victory over the Giants, 27-23. Lamar Jackson looked good. J.K. Dobbins, he's got a rushing touchdown in five straight games. That is a Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. rookie record. The mm-hmm. Panthers defeated the Washington football team 20-13. We'll talk about that game coming up. Chargers, Man. they get another victory. They're 6-9, and 19-16 yeah. over the Broncos. The Seahawks defeated the Rams 20 to the 9. The mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys got a victory over the Eagles 37 to 17. On mm-hmm. Sunday night, the Packers defeated the Titans 40 to 14 in the snow. Mm. Devontae Adams, 11 receptions, 142 yards, three touchdowns. And the mm-hmm. Monday night game, I did not watch a single second of this game. The Bills defeated the Patriots 38 to 9. Let's start there real quick, since you are a Patriots fan. How does this season feel as a Patriot fan? Man, so, you know, I uh, my, my opinion may not speak for all Pats Nation, um, but I think I came into this year 
you know, optimistic. Um, you know, one, because I've, I've been a Cam fan, Cam Newton fan for, for some time, uh, but also under the guise of, you know, in Bill, we trust. Um, and, and so, you know, disappointing, obviously. Um, you know, when you win as much as, uh, as, much as we've had uh, over the past 20 years, I think, you know, we, we've pretty much been Super Bowl or bust just about every year. Um, and so, you know, having flashbacks to, I think the last time we did make the playoffs, it was uh, 2008. Mm-hmm. So speaking of your terrible year, <laughs> it was a terrible year for Pets Nation. Uh, you know, and I think Matt Castle was our quarterback yep. at that time. So um, just disappointing, man. But it, it, I, I think we got 51 million in cap space <laughs> next year. So uh, I, I, I got a feeling we're gonna pull off some some things, but it just it just proved how anemic uh, our offense was. And then it, you know the the other low key thing because I, I I I won't. This is not a uh, Patriots uh, you know podcast. But the other thing uh, that I believe is a fact you can fact check me on it. But I think we also had uh, the most players opt out um, in the NFL this year. Yes, so, I mean, to that extent, true. like, you know, I'm surprised we, you know, we we didn't uh, lose more games, frankly. <laughs> That's true. I believe you're you had six starters opt out. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So man. half the starting I mean, lineup <laughs> are, you know, and, and like captains, too, man. So, you know, um, Patrick Chung. Um, Dante Hightower. You know, whatever, yeah. Yeah. Dante was, I mean, that's a huge, huge loss for us. Um, you know, so we we had a grip of guys, man. And and once again, you know, still still did all right. Um, wish Cam would have played a little bit better, um, you know, in general, but always tough coming back uh from anything and being out that long. Um, so we'll see what the uh what the future uh what the future holds, man. Yeah, uh I feel like the offense was just really bad. I mean, Terrible, void of man. talent. I feel like the offensive coordinator was what's homeboy's name again? Uh, that the 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 one that that had that Josh. Was a, Josh McDaniels. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know, man. Maybe 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 Brady is the reason why his system works. I don't know. I, um, yeah, man. There's a, there's a lot of those questions going around, man. And and the one thing that I I've observed is I just. I didn't feel like we really opened up the playbook. Mm-hmm. Like I did. Like I. I think as as inaccurate, quote unquote, as Cam, you know, was this year. I just didn't feel like we 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 opened up the playbook enough. Like I feel like we got really predictable. I felt like you know the fact that you know Cam's as big and as athletic as he is, we attempted to like lean on that a little bit more than you know, what I think we should, I'm not saying we should have thrown the ball 40 to 50 times. Like, you know, with, like we did with Tom. Uh, but I felt like the playbook was just extremely limited, man. And, and um, you know, in the league that we have now, and this is also uh, interesting to me, is like, we did such a better job of protecting Tom and Cam got hit a lot this year. Mm-hmm. A lot. And I'm just like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know why that is, uh, and I haven't figured it out. But maybe another time we can we can be on the pod and we can talk about, you know, the real value of systems 
and and playing in the right system because it's not just in my opinion it's not it's not solely about just going to a team that consistently has a winning system it's whether or not you can be a part of that system uh, and they can also adapt a little bit to you and your abilities right and and Perfect. I don't know if I have a, 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 a specific situation in the NFL outside of the Pats who historically have done that great um, but at least over the past four games man like just you know Cam's production our, our predictability you know, on offensive stuff, it, it just seemed like we had a rudimentary offense that was not executing well. Um, and by the way, like our, our running backs are doing amazing this year, man. Damian Harris, like, you know, just a, another another third or fourth string Alabama running back that's just a monster. <laughs> um, just unbelievable. I'm like, what? Who is this guy? Um, so it's anyway, man, at th- those kind of things have been extremely interesting, um, you know, for me and, and, uh, we'll see what the off season holds, man. I, I don't believe my personal opinion is I'm not sure that Jared Stidham is the, is the answer for the future. I know a bunch of people want him to be and have wanted him to be for some time. I think that, uh, as you reference demographics, I think there's, I think there's some obvious reasons why, um, but I do not believe that he's the answer because I think if he was, um, you know, barring that little injury, like I think we would have played him a lot this year. And the fact that we did not play him speaks volumes to me. Um, you know, other, other Pats fans can can uh, disagree with me, but that it speaks volumes to me that we have not played him as much if he was really the answer. So this is also my opinion before we get on to the next topic. I don't think the Patriots would have been how many wins do y'all have this year? Is it six? Six. Yeah. Okay. I don't think you, you all, if Tom Brady is on the team, everyone else is there, but Tom, everyone else who's played this season is there and Tom Brady's the quarterback. Yep. I honestly yep. think the offense was so bad that you might have eight wins. I don't think, it, yeah. I don't think you're a playoff team. Even with no, Tom Brady, I, I, I completely, I completely agree, man. Like Jules was hurt, right? Like you know, if we didn't have Julian Edelman, um, you know, and 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 Tom would have thrown the Jules all day. We've had no tight end, um, you know, no tight end production, which has been um, like that. We haven't had that in years, um, and those are the two positions that Tom threw to the most, mm-hmm. right? Um, anyway, so. Another another time, man. Another time. I I, I still enjoyed watching uh, the season a lot. Um, I, I know it's not necessarily in the lineup, but the Chiefs are still freaking unbelievable, man. <laughs> I, I am not now. Now I I don't mind going on wax here and saying it. Um, I am not convinced um, that the Bills are as good as as their record says they are. Mm-hmm. Um. At all, and that and that's regardless of the beatdown that they gave us. Um, you know, this year I just I, I'm so much more about consistency and performance, and maybe they are peaking, uh, but I also think that a lot of a lot of people are trying to jump on the bandwagon just in case. Yeah, uh, and I'm I'm not one of those guys, so we'll we'll see. But they they still got to beat the Chiefs, in my opinion, and I, and I'm really not sure from a matchup perspective. As we start going into the playoffs, um, 
you know, whether or not, you know, something else, something else occurs. Cause I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not jumping on the Bills bandwagon at all. Like the, the Chiefs are freaking unbelievable, man. Yeah, unbelievable. I, I'm not either. Uh, if, if, if people are going to say Lamar Jackson has to show something in the playoffs, I need Josh Allen to show something in the playoffs too, before I could say a thousand. Okay. Thousand he, he's here. He's had a very good year. Don't get me wrong. You got to, no you got to, you got to put these years consecutive years like, this. um, let's now get to Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins was released oh, by the man. Washington football team on Monday afternoon after an abysmal game on Sunday against the Carolina <laughs> Panthers, Ron Rivera's former team. So, you know, he definitely wanted to, to, to win that game. Let's compound that with the photos that came out a week prior of him mm-hmm. maskless at a party with strippers compound mm-hmm. that with a break of COVID protocols earlier in the year mm-hmm. compound that with poor performance. He was yep. released. Now, yep. many of you all who listen to this podcast, you all know what I've been saying. I've been saying, look, he may very well be bad, but I think you need some more games you need at least 16 games as a mm-hmm. starter or even a year and a half, especially at the quarterback mm-hmm. position when you're mm-hmm. drafted in the first round. Can you at least get a year? And then after that, let's see what happened. I've been saying mm-hmm. that a lot. Now, he did have a bad, horrible game on Sunday. So yep. after the game, I'm kind of like, all right, he's for sure going to be benched. Mm-hmm. For the remain the last game of the season, and if they make the playoffs, he'll be benched. Yada yada yada. I was not expecting him to be released on Monday. Now, mm-hmm. there are many people who think the release is fine, and and to be honest, look, if you release them, you release them. Whatever. I just don't see the benefit of releasing him before a Week Seventeen game, knowing that his contract is fully guaranteed. I also don't see the benefit of releasing him at this point of the season when you could have traded for him earlier, even when he was struggling. There were teams that wanted him. And I felt like the Washington football team just wanted too much for him. Mm -hmm. And then not only that, they kind of sabotage all offers by making, making him look bad. Now, what do you think about the situation with Dwayne Haskins being released Donnie man so uh, uh I will not repeat anything that you just shared bro because I agree with with uh, basically all the points you just made um you know it in a in a a heavily focused offensive league and clearly in a quarterback's league you know young QB talent um you know there's, there's a high value for that Right. And there, there's plenty of people, I'm sure, across the league, whether they're willing to say it out loud, um, you know, who, who have been really high on Dwayne Haskins coming out of college, um, you know, and, and probably believe that within their system or with coaching, um, you know, et cetera, that he could be unbelievable. Um, and so to, to release him uh, without getting any value, you know, whatsoever for him, you know, is, is probably short sighted. Um, you know, on on uh, on their side. Uh, at the same time, 
you know, it, QB is, is is definitely the most high profile position, you know, in the league. And, and you know, it, your quarterback is always going to be uh, seen as some sort of leader within the organization. And I think uh, as the Washington football team is, you know, attempted to turn the corner uh, from a cultural perspective, I mean, uh, we, we, we're, we're not talking about, you know, issues from the owner or anything at this point, but the, uh, <laughs> as you're trying to make a cultural shift, uh, I think that, you know, it, Ron Rivera, just, just thinking about him and his history, um, you know, you just, it, at some point you kind of have to have a no nonsense policy. Um, and, in, and, you know, unfortunately I think in, in Dwayne Haskins case, it may have just been three strikes and you're out. Um, if he was playing amazingly well, uh, and like his third strike wasn't him playing bad, then I think, you know, as always, like people would probably find a way to kind of, you know, sweep it under the rug or maybe just not have it be, you know, as public, they probably wouldn't have addressed it as publicly. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think, I think it's just compounded, um, you know, with his poor play and stuff at this point. So it, you know, that's, that's just the reality, man. It's the league, like not college. If he was at Ohio state, like he might've, he might've, he might've made it. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and this was kind of bigger. This was my bigger frustration with, with the release on Monday, yeah, I'm kind of like, okay, Dwayne Haskins brought a, a lot of this on himself by his play, mm-hmm. his immaturity, all of that. All yep. I'm asking for is when we see the same immaturities and the same horrible play from mm-hmm. white quarterbacks in the NFL, I oh, want the man. same thing to be said because... I mean, we're this is year that's, four. That's not gonna. That's not gonna happen. Uh, we know it's not gonna happen. But that. But that's that. Was, that's always been my biggest thing. All right, let's. If we're gonna. If we're going to say this about a first round draft pick black quarterback when they mess up, yep. I think we need to say this about all quarterbacks because let's be real, Mitchell Trubisky. This is probably his best Ooh. four game stretch he's ever had. No one, easily. No one easily, was. Man. He's never. He never got cut. No one was saying he was immature when he asked the team not to have ESPN and NFL Network not played on the TV. Remember when he was yep. struggling the last couple yep. of years? He would ask them, "Yo, don't, don't, don't put the NFL channel or or the NFL I shows mean, on the TV because they're I mean, talking about out, me." Shout out, shout out to somebody's boy Carson Wentz, who you know you stinking it up, and you know your team goes to another quarterback. I mean. You start putting out, you know, putting out little whispers like, yo, you guys need to trade me if this is happening and stuff like that. It's like, bro, it's the league, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's professional sports. If you suck and you're, you're not performing, then there's going to be somebody else that, you know, could possibly perform. And Jalen Hurts balled for, for, for a number of games. I, I actually heard uh, somebody um, uh, talking about it. And I think it was my man, James Lewis. Um, uh, mentioned this on his pod uh, maybe last week or so. And he said, in what world, <laughs> this is a great example tying to what you're saying, in what world is Carson Wentz play at North Dakota State <laughs> <laughs> better than 
Jalen Hurts, who started as a freshman at Alabama, <laughs> won a national title, was 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 still balling, except had like one bad half in the national championship game. Ends up getting benched for another, you know, uh, great quarterback. They still win a national championship. Mm-hmm. That dude gets injured, brings them back to win, <laughs> like, the SEC championship, and then goes and starts and balls again as a transfer <laughs> at one of the top five, at another top five football program, period. Like, he's played bigger games in his college career than Carson Wentz has played in his NFL career, <laughs> arguably. And I was just like, oh, man, mind-blown emoji, bro. <laughs> like, that is – but but that is the reality, man, right? You know, um, Cam, once again, you know, when Cam was coming in, he was coming post-injury, and people were comparing Cam to Jared Stidham, mm-hmm. who has not won any games in the NFL. Matter of fact, was very trash when he got a chance to play and they were playing, they were comparing a former MVP who's won a lot of games to somebody who's won no games. A former MVP that won literally, I think every time he made it to the playoffs, at least one game in the playoffs, bruh, except one year. (laughs) and, and, And like there's, there's numerous quarterbacks, numerous quarterbacks who, who have not done that, man. But shout out, to some of my favorite quarterbacks in the league right now, Patrick Mahomes. Shout out to my man Russ, because I think he is extremely underrated. Russell Wilson, this unbelievable the stuff that he does year after year after year after year. You talk about consistency. I think Lamar is still gonna be good, man. You know, what they're doing in Baltimore is is uh is impressive in the system they're building around him. And he's getting the opportunity to develop, which I think is which is also awesome. Um, and Deshaun is good, man. And and you know Kyle Murray, uh, you know he'll he'll uh, he'll figure it out. But once again, they're they're trusting him and building something around him. He's been balling this year. Uh, they got some weapons around him, and and you know I just think stuff is changing, man. Stuff is changing. They got a few hopes out there, but stuff is changing. Don't get me wrong. We we do have, I mean, the best quarterbacks in the game right now are all black quarterbacks with the exception of Aaron Rodgers in the mix. Like the top five. And my quarter- man, Tom, man. Shout, shout out University of Michigan. My man, Tom. He, he's, I, I still consider him the GOAT. Um, Saw, saw a, a hilarious comment that you probably would appreciate. And somebody was like, yo, Tom Brady is the GOAT. But Aaron Rodgers is better than him. Like, <laughs> no, he said no, it wasn't even that. It was like Tom Brady is the goat, but Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> so, and that's the thing. So, yeah. So those guys are up there, and, and like my bigger point with Dwayne Haskins is just like, okay, if we're gonna start yep. this precedence of, hey, we already know they're bad after eight games. Yeah. Then, then get him out there. I don't want. I don't want to see Sam Darnold on the field for the oh, Jets man. because, I mean, he he's part of the reason why they're in the just, position just they're be, in right now. Just, yeah, but just be happy that you're not a Jets fan right now. <laughs> if you're a Jets fan and you won two games this season, and you have you you have literally just walked out, you know, your opportunity to win, you know, the number one pick, like for winning two games, that was like. 
that that was that was our I, I think that may have been the worst decision of the season. I mean and I'm not a fan of taking at all. But like that may like I can't think of a worse decision made in the NFL this year than just giving Jacksonville the number one pick. I mean a freebie. R- real quick, the Jets <laughs> should have just fired Gase weeks ago so then they can just be bad because the interim coach is just going to be like well I mean all right this is what I'm dealing with let me know and I feel like Gase now the last few weeks has been coaching like coaching for his life and they got him two wins and for the franchise it doesn't mean anything because (laughs) yeah you're not going to get the best they could have traded Sam Darnold like quarterbacks, man. Like the quarterback position is is very difficult, and there's just not that many. Like now, now getting back to Dwayne Haskins, though, because uh, this is something neither of us have said, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it real quick. Is I actually think him getting released is one of the best things. Now splitting from his agent, I I am not so sure about because his agent is basically like the top agent in the league. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him because unbelievable. Um, His clients, the money, like everything. So that might hurt a little bit. But a new, a new, a new team, a new system. You know, a fresh, a fresh kind of you know start for for Dwayne might be the best thing. um, You know, for him at this point. Um, You know, so just hope that he, uh, you know, that he he learns from this and, and comes back stronger and better. Um, you know, as a result, man, because he he uh, he does have you know that that p word potential, um, you know, and has proven to be you know uh, a decent quarterback, um, you know, definitely in college, and and hope that 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 transition to the NFL at some point. So hopefully, he gets another chance. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, man, that, that that's all, man. I just want equity, man. We gonna be doing this. With our young black quarterbacks, then I think yep. we just need to be doing this for quarterbacks. Period. Um, real well, quick, man, we just got we got to translate that to the community though, too, man. Like you, you have to know that that's that expectation, right? Like Cam, Cam has owned up to a bunch of stuff this year, and I've had a lot of love for Cam, but he's owned up to his performance. Because mm. if Cam was balling, bro, like that, we wouldn't even be hearing about Jared Stidham, <laughs> right? Like and he knows it, but that's that's because he's a vet. And he understands, like in this league, man. You, you know, you're only, you're only as good, basically, as the last game you played. That is true. That is true. Um, so. One team before we get out off of Dwayne Haskins. Yep. One team that I think <laughs> can be beneficial. Mm-hmm. I think Carolina could be beneficial because Matt Rule mm-hmm. is an offensive guy, a young offensive guy. A guy who ran a very similar system at Baylor and Temple compared to Ohio mm-hmm. State. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what he needs just to get his like confidence back and grow going. And Carolina, they may very well draft hey. a quarterback this year, this coming season. But I mean, their quarterbacks mm-hmm. on their team aren't really. I mean, it's Teddy Bridgewater, okay. But you got what Patrick? Yep. Uh, I forgot his name, but the guy who played in the XFL. Like it's not yep. a crowded quarterback room he could go there and back Bro, he up. could be he could he could he could go and be a backup just about anywhere in the league in my in my opinion mm. um and i think that's probably what's going to happen is like you know teams that were high on him before 
they're going to start doing interviews, you know, find out a little bit more about the character stuff. I don't think Ron Rivera is going to bury him unless there's like some more skeletons in the closet that we don't know about. I think he you know, is. And, and I'll bring it up later. I think he is going to bury him. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. We'll see, man. I got to... I just feel like these circles are so small, man, and I and I don't think, unless there's once again like some some just way crazier skeletons that we haven't heard about, then I just I I don't think that's gonna happen, man. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, uh, let's now get to the actual playoffs. Actually, no, before we before we moved on move from there, let's talk about the favorite teams real quick of the host of this podcast. We have my boy Matthew White. He is a Vikings fan. They lost to the New Orleans Saints on Christmas Day. I mean, when mm-hmm. when 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 some guy gets six touchdowns on you, I mean, you ain't gonna really win. You're not gonna win that game. So that was that was kind of expected. They did put up 33 points, so at least their offense was playing well. Irv Smith Jr. played pretty well. Finally, yep. uh, this is the second mm-hmm. year, and he's finally is going to stretch. We're like, okay, yeah, maybe he could be the starting tight end for this mm-hmm. team. Now let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. They are the Dallas <laughs> Cowboys, America's team. They got a win against the Eagles. They were down fourteen to three, but then mm-hmm. Fletcher Cox got injured, and someone else in the defense got injured. You compound that mm-hmm. with whatever the whoever the rookie cornerback that was defending Michael Gallup all game, Man. he was getting burnt. <laughs> and, and then they just started Close, they just started targeting wherever he went on the field. That's who they were throwing the ball to. Compound yep. that with with the Cowboys' offense actually playing good for once all season. The Dallas Cowboys won the game and there's still some hope let me say this to everyone who's out there and listening right now if you want to see or hear an obnoxious jeremy john next week (laughs) let washington lose and the cowboys actually make the playoffs with a win i will be beyond obnoxious even though i didn't think this team was going to make the playoffs like two games into the season I'm to the point now where I'm like, well, hey, if we're this close and there's still a shot, let's make the playoffs. When early in the year, I was like tanking. But let the Cowboys make the playoffs. If you are a fan of an NFC East team, I don't think you're going to like me in my comments next week. That's all I got to (laughs) say. That's all I got to say. I don't think you're going to like me. And that's appropriate, man. If If you can at least get in, there's a chance. (laughs) <laughs> you know like that's that's got to be the mentality man and and you know frankly um you know speaking of quality backup quarterbacks y'all got one of the best ones in the league easy Dal- dalton seems like he's definitely getting more comfortable he had he, the injury way early. way more comfortable man and cd cd is coming around too mm-hmm. he had the injury man. earlier and he had covid mm-hmm. earlier and i feel yep. like once he came back, and especially after the after the, the Thanksgiving game, you could see, yep. okay, he's getting more and more comfortable. And yes, yep. maybe a win over the Bengals is what he needed, but he's looking, hey man, he's a looking pretty good. A win is a win. <laughs> Let's not a get win to these. 
is a win. Let's now get to these playoff scenarios. We're going to recap everything or discuss everything that needs to happen for each team yep. that's still in contention. The Baltimore Ravens, they can clinch a playoff berth with just winning. If they win, yep. they're in. They can also clinch a playoff berth if Cleveland loses. Mm-hmm. They could clinch a playoff berth if Indianapolis loses. Mm-hmm. Also, if there's a Baltimore tie and a Miami Dolphins loss, or a Baltimore mm-hmm. tie and a Tennessee loss, a Baltimore mm-hmm. tie and a Cleveland tie, or a Baltimore tie and an Indianapolis Colts tie. All right, mm-hmm. let's now get to the Browns. They can make they can make the playoffs by simply just winning, and they'll be playing mm-hmm. against the Steelers without Ben Roethlisberger. They can also make the playoffs if the Colts lose. They can make the playoffs mm-hmm. if Tennessee loses and Miami wins or ties and Baltimore wins or ties. Mm-hmm. So it gets real complicated at that point. Let's now just skip to the Indianapolis Colts. They could clinch the AFC South division title with a win and a Tennessee Titans loss or tie or mm-hmm. an Indianapolis tie and a Tennessee Titans loss. They can also clinch a playoff berth by simply winning and Baltimore loses or tie. They can win mm-hmm. or Cleveland loses or ties. They can win or if they can win and Miami loses or tie on and on. The Miami Dolphins, they win, they're in. If Baltimore loses, they're in. If Cleveland loses, they're in. If Indianapolis loses, they're in. Then... If they tie and Baltimore ties, Cleveland ties, Indianapolis tie, all with Miami ties, or if Miami ties and Tennessee loses. Titans could still win the division if they simply win, or if mm-hmm. Indianapolis loses, or if there's a tie in both games with the Titans and the Colts. Let's now get to the NFC. The NFC. Arizona makes the playoffs if they simply win. Or if there's a tie and Chicago loses. Chicago is in if they simply win. Or if Arizona loses. And Arizona is struggling with some injuries with Kyler Murray. And also they've been on uh, a losing streak. The Dallas Cowboys, they pretty much need to win and hope Washington loses or ties. Or Dallas gets a tie and Washington loses. So either way, they need Washington to lose. The Packers have a chance at getting the number one overall seed. They can get it with a win or tie. Or if Seattle loses or ties. The the Rams, they can make the playoffs with a win or tie. Or if Chicago loses or ties. And the New Orleans Saints, they're still in in the mix. They need to win in a Green Bay loss and Seattle win. For New Orleans to get the number one seed in the East. Uh, The New York Giants, they can still make the playoffs. They need to beat the Mm. Cowboys and Washington loses. Mm. And and that's pretty much your playoff scenario. Oh, and Washington, if they win, they're obviously in. They can also get in with a tie and a Cowboys loss or tie. So that is your playoff scenarios. And before we leave this segment, let's get to our NFL pick them where we pick the winners of each game. Starting with the uh, Sunday games. 
one o'clock, and they're only one o'clock, four o'clock, and the eight o'clock game. Falcons mm-hmm. at Buccaneers. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. What about you, uh, Donnie? Same. All Bucks. right. Cowboys at Giants. I'm going with my Cowboys. I think they're going to beat them. They're going to be motivated, and obviously they're going to have to wait for a Sunday night game between the Washington football team and the Eagles to determine their fate, but I think the Cowboys are going to come out and win. Jets at Damn Patriots, up. Donnie. Who you got? Oh, man, we're beating the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> we're beating the Jets, man. I'm Absolutely. going with the Jets, too. I don't think the Patriots want to go out that way. Uh, yep. I, I don't think they want to go out that way. Vikings at Lions. Who you going with? Oh, man. That's a... Uh... That's a tough one, man. I I, I think I'm going to go with Vikings just based off of the, the disappointment uh, this past week. Um, and the Lions just can't catch a break. Yeah, I'm going with the Vikings either. Also, uh, Steelers at Browns. I think the Browns are going yeah, to definitely. win this game, especially sure. with uh, Ben Roethlisberger ben out. Yes. What about you? Yep. Same, man. Uh, that, you know, it's crazy that Minus Odell, they've been balling, man. You know, Baker's like, got better. He's gotten better. Yeah, which is which is very. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that on another pod. But yes, Browns, <laughs> Browns for me. Ravens at Bengals. Who you going with? Ravens. Going with the Ravens. Also, Dolphins at Buffalo Bills. I believe the Bills don't have to really play for anything, but it is a division game. They could possibly knock out the Dolphins. So I'm not sure who's going to be out there playing. I am. St- I got a feeling the Bills are going, are, are going to win the game. Okay. I am going to go with the Dolphins. That, I think they'll okay. I'll, I'll they, they win this game. Four o'clock okay. window now. Seahawks at 49ers. I'm going with the Seahawks. What about you? Go Hawks, man. Go Hawks. All right. <laughs> Cardinals at Rams. Who are you going with? Oof. Uh, I'm going to go Cards. I am also going to go with the Cardinals. The Rams may not have uh, Jared Goff, who had to have surgery yep. on his finger. Backup quarterback will be starting. I don't even know who their backup is. I'm going with the Cardinals. No Jaguars <laughs> at Colts. Jaguars, they, they just want to solidify being bad. I'm going with the Colts. Jags are not winning any more games. <laughs> <laughs> Titans at Texans. I'm going with the Titans. What about you? Definitely the Titans. Raiders at Broncos. The Raiders. I think they're they're Ooh. out the playoffs. They don't even have a shot. <laughs> yeah. They're out the playoffs. Uh I don't I don't know if Gruden's just gonna mail it in though. I'm also uh, going to go. I'm going to go. Go ahead. I'm going to go Raiders, man. I'm, I'm going to go, go Raiders. I'm going to go with the Raiders also uh, Same for the same reasons. I don't think they'll mail it in. Chargers at Chiefs. I think I saw somewhere Patrick Mahomes is not starting. Hmm. So. Really? Yep. Who's their, who's their backup quarterback? It is Chad Henney. Ah. Uh. Really? I'm going he's with the Chargers. The <laughs> yeah, he's still that is unbelievable. <laughs> Speaking of backup quarterbacks, bro, Chad Henney is still in the league. <laughs> yes, 
<laughs> How did he? Wow. <laughs> he is stealing some. He's stealing money. Um, yeah, nah, man. Chiefs, bro. Chiefs. <laughs> I'm going. I mean, with... Herbert, Herbert's been Herbert's been balling, though. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers on this one. Packers at Bears. Packers still have something to play for. I'm going with the Packers. What about you? Mm-hmm. Saint- definitely the Cheeseheads. Mm-hmm. Saints at Panthers. Who are you going with? Uh, I think Drew's going to play at least the first half, so I'm going to go with Saints. All right, I'm going with the Saints also. And to wrap up the NFL regular season Sunday night game, do or die, for at least one of these teams, the Washington football team at the Philadelphia Eagles. Who are you going with? Eagles. I'm going with the Eagles also. Washington does not. It doesn't look like they'll have a, a competent quarterback to be playing. Nope. Not sure if Alex Smith will be out there. It'll be Taylor Heineke, who Ooh. had a good fourth quarter. But um, I've seen him play a full NFL game two years ago. And it didn't look really yep. good. At all, so. Yeah, man. If they if they had the comeback player of the year um, plan, I'd give them a little bit more hope. But uh, I think Alex Smith's going to get comeback player of the year this year. All right, my landslide. Yeah, for sure. That'll wrap it up here for our NFL segment. Let's now get into the NBA. First week of the NF- NBA is in the books. Donnie, did you watch these uh, Christmas Day games? Yeah, man, I watched a decent amount of the Christmas Day games for sure. It's good to good to watch basketball again. I can't believe it's back so fast, um, but but good to have it on TV for sure. Yeah, man. It, I mean, I don't think they should be playing right now just because of when the season last season ended. But hey, you're professionals. If you're playing, I'm gonna watch. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, if y'all feel like y'all want to play, all right, cool. I'm I'm, I'm gonna definitely watch you all play this lovely mm-hmm. game of basketball there's some notable injuries in the nba though spencer dinwiddie partial Oof. acl tear mm-hmm. he's gonna be out indefinitely we have john morant now i just heard he was injured but do you know what the injury is uh just uh it, it appeared to be like a i think it was a uh, some sort of ankle sprain like okay. high ankle sprain or something along those lines um uh, he's only he's only projected to be out like three to four weeks i think at this point Okay. Um, and then we have this one is the odd one. Kawhi Leonard. Do you know what his injury is? I mean he got an elbow, but was that what didn't he get I thought he got stitches or something for it. So what 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 did he end up getting? Lacerated mouth. That's the injury that they have him down for. Oh, that's interesting, man. And he, I mean he was he was bleeding out on the court. So I mean it, it wasn't the it was pretty serious, relatively speaking, but I I would not think that if anything took out um yeah, if anything took out Kawhi, I would not think it would be that injury. So. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I understand he did take a nasty elbow, but hey man, get it stitched up. I mean, you're a professional. And not only that, I mean, you got the probably one of the some of the best doctors working like all right you go out there and play if it opens back up you get stitched again if it's you and i where we gotta keep on going to go see our pcp keep on getting (laughs) stitched yes i can understand i'm like yeah i can't play until i get these stitches out i'm not trying to be going back and forth to my pcp paying co-pays and all that but you play in the nba like come on man if it if it opens up get stitched up again 
Whatever, man. Yeah. And, and look, I've had stitches plenty of time. Mm-hmm. If, if you're someone in the NBA making an NBA salary, stitches is nothing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's nothing. Like, come on. like I don't know, man. Maybe this is, uh, you know, Kawhi, Kawhi does have a history of not trusting doctors. That is right? true. And and team physicians. So uh, maybe, maybe it's more serious than we know. And uh, he got a second opinion and realized that the Clippers uh, doctors are, you know, in cahoots with uh, the Spurs doctors. (laughs) (laughs) Let's now get to the good, bad, and the ugly of the opening week of the NBA. Donnie, what is a team or a player or a story that you would say is good in the NBA right now? And I'm I'm just gonna say something uh, for my brother, who's one of the few few fans of this franchise that I know. So you know, shout out to the Orlando Magic. I think they're they're uh, one of two uh, undefeated teams still uh, in the NBA. Um, you know, uh, Markel Fultz is is uh, is is looking you know like he, he's uh, you know coming back to you know uh, more of that high draft pick that they that they got and. Um, you know, they're winning some games uh, really early, man. Cole Anthony is looking like, you know, one of the steals of the draft as well. So shout out to uh, the Orlando Magic. Yep, yep, yep. That's actually one of my one of my good stories. The Orlando Magic, they're 4-0. The Atlanta Hawks, they're 3-0. Trey Young is playing phenomenal. Not just him, but John mm-hmm. Collins is playing well. You do have the young mm-hmm. coach. Is it Lloyd Pierce, who seems to yep. have that team playing pretty good? Cam Reddish mm-hmm. coming off. I think he's coming off yep. the bench. He's doing pretty mm-hmm. well off the bench so far. They are uh, undefeated. Also, let's get to bad. What is something that is bad in the NBA right now? Man, the Clippers getting pounded, man, by fifty. <laughs> pounded. That is not and an exaggeration, Jordan. people. They lost by fifty. Pounded, <laughs> pounded man. Um, that that was yeah that's just in no i mean it's early man and and you know they they didn't make like a super deep run so i just you know Kawhi goes out for one game pg's attempting to you know uh get back his superstar status which once again we can talk about the definition of, of a superstar on another pod but uh getting pounded by 50 in the league bro, is not is not good Yep, yep, yep. You're actually reading my mind. That was my bad story. Also, <laughs> I know they're three and one, but that one loss was really bad. They were down at one point. I think it was like 77 to 27 at one point in the game, yep. and I'm just like, I mean, we y'all. It was, ter- it was terrible, man. It felt like a preseason game. It did. It felt like a high school game, to be right? honest. It was ter. It was terrible, man. Yeah. And, and terrible. I understand Kawhi wasn't there. Now, I, look. Paul George, he there's plenty of blame to go around with Paul George with certain things. This one, I mean, I can't put it all on him. I mean, it ain't like he gave up. Yeah, 50 if you lose 50, like, you know, yeah, he, didn't, he didn't give up a fifty bag, but uh, man. But yeah, as a team, yeah, it was that's, definitely that's, yeah. bad. Uh, let's now get to the yeah. ugly, Donnie. What is your ugly? Yeah. Oof, I should have saved that one, man. That should have been a that should have been an ugly. Um, but what, what I'm gonna what I'm gonna throw out there, man, is I'm actually gonna throw out the situation in Houston as ugly. 
Mm. Because the situation with that franchise right now, um, despite another thing that we could have mentioned as good, which which is James Harden has been balling. <laughs> um, <laughs> he has been balling. But the situation, you know, uh, how the mighty have fallen, man. I mean, just, you know, Houston it, it was, you know, very consistently over the past few years, just, you know, consistently in a conversation to compete for championships. And I mean, how quickly they've fallen uh, shortly after, you know, Fertitta has taken over that team is, uh, you know, it, it bought the team is, is unbelievable to, be, uh, to me, man. I, I, I've, I've been very surprised with that. And I think that that's, that's the ugly that I'm going to choose at this point. Yep, yep, yep. My ugly has to do with the Washington Wizards. Uh, they... I, I, I didn't want to mention that because we, we've been on the same page for the first two, so I was like, <laughs> no, I'm not going to mention it. The Washington... But shout out to Laws, man. Shout out to Laws. He, he's been going in on that joint. <laughs> oh, man. The Washington Wizards, man. They're on four. And in all four of those games, had leads late in the game and watched it squander away. They did play the Orlando Magic back to back, like literally in 24 hours, mm-hmm. played them two two times. And in yep. both games, has let leads slip out of their hands, then had to rely on late game situations to try and win the game. Look, mm-hmm. we've seen John Wall play with this team, mm-hmm. and this team's played this way. We've seen. Mm-hmm. The team without John Wall. We've seen the team without John Wall and Bradley Beal. We've seen the team mm-hmm. with a whole bunch of different lineups. The one consistency or the one consistent area is Scott Brooks. And this mm-hmm. defense is horrendous. Doesn't matter who's on the court. Yep. And I don't care that it's four games. They lost to the Bulls. And I believe they yep. play the Bulls again coming up soon. It. Look, if they lose, if they go 0-5, I'm sorry. You got, you got to cut ties. You got to fire him. You got to fire him. <laughs> Get somebody else in here. Have a decent season and try to go for a Mark Jackson or a, uh, or a um, Fizdale if he's available. Or somebody else got to come in. Got to come with this team. Someone preferably defensive-oriented. Because the offense ain't the Shout problem. Shout out to Mark Jackson, man. I'm not sure he's ever going to make it back to the league, but uh, as a head coach. But I'm not sure, but the, the de- Shout out, man. The defense, and Mark Jackson's known for coaching defense. That's yeah. what the Wizards need. Mm-hmm. Have, too, man. You have Russell Westbrook, yeah. triple-double, averaging a triple-double, and losing. Mm-hmm. Now, it did kind of yeah. rub me the wrong way that triple... Uh, sorry. That Russell Westbrook... Did not play in the second back second game of the back to back with the Orlando Magic. I understand mm-hmm. it was back to back days, but I mean it is game three of the season. Like, come on, we 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 can't be so stringent on oh we're not playing back to backs for some of our star players. Well, dude, like, I mean once again, but we we started the we started the segment talking about you know how quick the off season you know was this year. So we we know we know that you know. Guys are being being a lot more, uh, we'll, we'll say a lot uh, smarter or, or more intelligent from the the science and the recovery and and all that kind of stuff. And so they're they're, they're thinking about the long term as opposed to you know the, the short term piece. And in that case, so that's me with my with my professional athlete advocate hat <laughs> on. Um, you know, 
it, it, I think if it was if there were playoff implications and he was sitting out and stuff like that, then you know it's fine. But I, I I think that there's still time for them to turn it around, man. And and I I honestly believe that they have a lot of talent, you know, especially for the East. Um, and they and I think they will. Yep, 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 yep. That will wrap it up here for our NBA segment. Let's now get to our champ and chump of the week. Every week we celebrate those who do well. We criticize those who do not. Starting with you, Matt. Um, Donnie, I almost called you Matthew. Starting with you, Donnie. Who is your champ of the week? Man, this week, champ, champ, champ. I'm going to let you go first, man. I got I got to think about that for, for one second. All right. My champ of the week goes to Alvin Kamara. Baby, wanna chill. When you have six mm. touchdowns in an NFL game, like. Monster. Yeah. He's my champ of the week. <laughs> I love it. What about you, it, Donnie? That's a big one. That's a big one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout out my guy, CJ McCullum, man. Baby, uh, going bucket, bucket, bucket for bucket. With mm-hmm. one of the best scorers in the history of the game, CJ came out, you know, lead, leading the, the Blazers to that W and, uh, you know, dropping 40 plus, man. Big, big, big week for him. Yep, yep, yep. I, I saw that game. It, it was really Ooh. good. It was really yep. good. Uh, Donnie, who is your chump of the week? Man. All right. So uh, coming in as chump of the week. I, I can't go anywhere else, man. It has to be Dwayne Haskins. We, we had the segment about him. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> man, uh, unfortunately, you know, it's yeah, Dwayne Haskins this week, man. I mean, look, I don't have a problem giving him chump of the week because, like I mentioned earlier, he's done a lot to, to get it. Um, yep. So, like, I, I can't be mad at that, to be honest. So, yeah, Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins is your chump of the week. My chump of the week goes to and this one's gonna shock a lot of people my chump of the week goes to alvin Kamara. because you're a chump interesting and the reason why <laughs> he is my chump of the week is mm-hmm. because i was in a fantasy football league championship game <laughs> and i lost because alvin Kamara went off for mm. 59 points i was also <laughs> in my griffith family fantasy football league and mm. i had alvin Kamara. And didn't even make the playoffs. So yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Not only did I have Alvin Kamara on my team, I had Mike Evans on my team. Mm. Antonio Brown. Let me tell you, mm. let me let me let me just real quick go through these stats for mm. a game a week that didn't even count for me. I'm pulling up my mm. phone right now. Week 16, which was the final week. Listen to these stats. Mike Evans got 46.1 points. Alvin Kamara got 62.2. Jeff mm. Wilson mm. Jr. got 33.4. And the reason why mm. I put him in is because my normal running back, Raheem Mostert, was done for the rest of the year. Yep. And these points did me nothing in a real fantasy football game. So, yes, oh. to the football mm. players out there that are doing well in week 16. It didn't do well for me. <laughs> One through thirteen, y'all are my jump of the weeks. Cause you're a jump. Uh. All right, we're here now to recap the 2020 Griffith Family Fantasy Football League, also known as the GFFFL. 
And we had this gentleman on for our draft that we had on YouTube. Live stream the draft. Our draft guru and host of the Other Side of Sports podcast, my boy Harold Laws. Harold, man, how's everything going with you, my man? What's up, man? Should I put on sackcloth before I came in here? I'm doing good, man. I'm all right. Oh, man, that's funny. Well, let's just get straight to straight to straight to it. Let's start with the champion this year. The champion ended up being Frank's team. My cousin Frank Carter. Frank is on the line now. Frank, what's what's going on, Frank? Well, first and foremost, I just want to thank my psychiatrist. You know, perfect. He was there for me throughout the whole entire time. One thank Harold. You know, he pushed me to that level. <laughs> he, he he disrespected my team, saying that he wouldn't want my team. But if you look if you look down the draft line, every player I pick is a baller. So I, I just I didn't understand where he was coming from. But hey, you know, you know, teachers on. But yeah, that's all. Talk your all, stuff. All, I just, man. All, all, talk your stuff. That's right. <laughs> All I want, all I want, is, is an apology and say, and for you to tell me that I was the guru of the whole draft. That's all. Hey, hey, listen, bro. I say this, dog. Winning fantasy is no is nothing short of a miracle, dog. You get all the props in the world, dog, for winning. Because I looked at, I went back. I mean, Jeremy sent me the team back. I went and looked back, and I was like, uh, dog. The fact that you made it to the chip. Dog, your management skills is guru status. Bro. Don't be rude. It's guru status, because because it's a, it's I'm a, at, I'm you, at. you made it happen, bro. You made it happen with that. It ain't like your roster is all world. You 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 made that jump work, and uh, I I mean props to you, bro. Nothing but respect for you. Appreciate you. That's it. That's it. No beef. <laughs> <laughs> so Frank, let's recap this real quick, though. For those that don't know, Frank took a two-year hiatus from the league because he was like, wh- "Why did you take the hiatus?" Actually, Frank, you you tell us why did you take the hiatus? I was about to comment. <laughs> I took I took the hiatus because honestly, I just wasn't into it at the time. And then I joined a little a BS league last year. And I'm like, okay, I figured it out, and then I came back. So Ooh, that's what happened. So I took I took a two-year break. So Frank was in the break. lab because I wasn't into because Frank legit was not playing. Hold on, before <laughs> be, before okay, the exactly. second exactly. Before he I was legit not playing. The second voice that you hear there is my. Cousin. I wasn't playing at all. I wasn't checking my roster. <laughs> he was not doing anything, <laughs> and it was very clear that he was not playing with us. The second voice that you and hear there is my cousin. I was Chrissy. still I, I, Frank, I, Frank. I was still getting. I was still getting wins though. Barely. <laughs> My bad. Barely. So, so that second voice is Christina. We will get to her right. shortly. But Frank is the champion. <laughs> he is now has the bragging rights. Um, anything else before we move on to the rest of the topics that we have on hand about this fantasy football league? My password not working. Uh. I will say this. I was blessed with my running back, Montgomery, because he fell through the cracks. I don't even know how 
I don't even know how I, I seen on um for as a free agent. I just picked all though. So I gave I him up. Like, was, who gave him up? I did because I tried to get him back, and I was like, "Dang, Frank I already got." Him. Oh, okay, yeah. Because <laughs> he wasn't balling at the beginning I, 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 of the season. He was not. He was not. He was not going late. Not at all. Nah, I gave him up. My because man was I not balling in the beginning. Yeah. He because wasn't playing. I had, I had Christian McCaffrey, and when he went down with three, I was scrambling for running backs because I auto-drafted. My whole roster was Jack from Jump. So if you paid attention, most of my roster, I had empty spots for most of the season. <laughs> so I had dropped Montgomery because he wasn't balling, and I needed a running back that could do something. So second place was uh, Archie, who was actually the champion last year. Uh, third place was uh, Mamba Magic, which is my brother Marlon. Marlon is on the call also. Marlon, you got third place. You also were the runner-up several years ago. At this Man, point... I feel like I've been the running-up every year. At, at, this, <laughs> at this point, you're probably the highest-grossing member of the league because at least you get some prize money. All the time. I, really, I either come first, second, or third every year. <laughs> so yes, well, how no, do... well, I can't say first. I either come second or third every year. Never, never actually won yet. So, 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 how does it feel to be that close consistently and not Man, getting the job done? It's honestly a little bit frustrating, simply for the fact that. Well, this year I really thought it was my year. You know, I had, I had Amari Cooper, Adam Thielen, two. I had Dak Prescott, then he went down with the injury. And once Dak went down, Mari wasn't getting any 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 touches like that. I mean, he ain't really have a good quarterback to hit him. So he wasn't putting up the same numbers he was putting up the first, what, three or four weeks with Dak. I started off the season, I think it was like nine and oh. So I was yeah, like, Yeah, you oh, went undefeated in good for shape. I was, I was I was in good shape. Uh once Dak Prescott went down. I tried to get Josh Allen from Chrissy over there, you know, and she was being a little bit difficult. It took a while to get that trade done. It, it literally took came like down. Literally to the last minute of the deadline. It, it literally, it literally came down to 1159 of the dead of the trade deadline. And if I didn't need that running back, you still would not have gotten him. <laughs> and we and we made we made a trade for Josh Allen. I also made a trade to get Stefan Diggs earlier on in the season. So I had a good one-two punch we there. Willing and dealing. Um, I made I made a, I made a terrible mistake though, and I traded Chris Carson and got Mike Davis back. Uh, but that that was my slip up. I think if I would have had Chris Carson, especially uh, in that semifinals round against Frank, I would have I would have uh, won if I had Chris Carson instead of Mike Davis. So I think Mike Davis only put up like six. Chris mm-hmm. Carson put up like twenty two, and I would have I would have if I had that twenty two instead of that six, I would actually beat Frank by like eight points and then this week you know if i would have had all my players too if i would have been in the championship this week i, I would have won i would have beat Archie's team this week but unfortunately it didn't go that way um just another year i think next year i'm, I'm gonna use my keepers wisely and i think i'm gonna build a good roster again next year to try and make a run for the ship again let's now get to my other brother marcus his name of his team was chark week because he has dj chark on his roster uh marcus what was the uh what was the phrase that you were telling everyone a full month before the draft what were you gonna do this season man okay so before the draft a month before the draft i have done my research had everything set up good um and you know i drafted my team harold said he loved my team 
Um, he said it would come down to if uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire performed. Um, I ended up making some moves in the in the year. However, but the team, the the phrase I kept saying was, "I'm cooking this year," and for for a good portion of the season, I did cook. Um, I made some trades, some very good trades. Um, they were very uh, you are fake news controversial throughout the league. No, we'll talk um, about that coming up soon. We made but. I made some 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 very tra- very very <laughs> good trades. Set up my team very good for the future. Um, and around I believe it was week twelve ish, I got a little cocky. I made another trade. It kind of slowed my team down. Uh, I traded away some pieces that I kind of wish I didn't. However, um, I still thought I was going. You know, I knew I was going to make the playoffs. And I knew I, I just knew in my mind I was gonna cook. However, I got to the playoffs and uh my season was derailed in uh week one of the playoffs when Patrick Mahomes decided he wanted to throw three interceptions in the fourth quarter first quarter. Um he still ended up with 20 26 points. However, barring the three interceptions, I ended up winning week one. Uh, week two actually went pretty bad as well. None of my players performed the way they were supposed to. I had Devontae Adams with low points. I had Patrick Mahomes with one of his lowest games as well again. Um, and so, you know, it just kind of didn't work out the way I had planned. But, you know, I'm set up for next year, ready to come back for a new year. We also have Kiara Beckett, a.k.a. Beckett's Bayhive, also on the call. <laughs> Kiara. Why did the season last year? Let's recap. Last year, you were the runner up. This year, you did make the playoffs, but lost in the first round, I believe. What was the cause for the fall this season? Kiara is is, is Kiara still on the line? I don't believe so. Now, Kiara must. Have, <laughs> or did she just <laughs> mute her? She, like. <laughs> Marcus, where's Kier? You're in the same room. <laughs> she's not down here anymore. Man. Oh, well, anyways. All right, so she's on. So let's now talk about, real quick, the commissioner, which is me, Slumlord Commish. Um, I didn't make the playoffs. Ended up in 10th when it comes to the regular season. It was a real disappointment because I had Alvin Kamara, Adam Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Ryan Tannehill, this is where I where things got messed up for me. And I blame this one person for my failures. Taysom Hill. Because once Taysom Hill got into the lineup, Alvin Kamara's numbers dropped significantly. <laughs> he had his worst three-week stretch when Taysom Hill was in there. And as soon as Drew Brees comes back as the starting quarterback, the numbers went up. Even had six touchdowns this past week which got me 62.2 points in a game that I was not even playing in 62.2 points. Also, um, this is, I'll put blame on me for this one. When you have two good defenses, sometimes you're not sure which one to put in. And for about a four week window, I had Titans defense and the Colts defense. And whatever one I put in, the other defense played significantly better. And I had weeks where my starting defense would give you six points and the defense on the bench would give you 25. 
So I had issues like that all year. Um, and I just wanted this is this is a great recap, and I, this is why I like Yahoo. They give you the uh, season uh, season grades and season stories. My grade was an A plus for the draft, an A plus. But when it comes to weekly performance, I got a B minus. Got a D for projection and final standings, giving me a C plus for my final grade. And I believe some of the other teams could definitely check and see they, uh, what, what grade they had. Now let's get to the real funny sp- stuff about the league. There were several trades that occurred during the league, and a lot of them were surrounding Marcus, a.k.a. Chark Week. But, but, but let's start with one trade that happened. Uh... Mamba Magic, which is Marlin, he traded away Tyler Higby and James Connor to my cousin Nicholas, and he got in return Todd Gurley. Marlin, um, that trade, did that trade end up working in your favor? Um, I don't think it really hurt me. It didn't it didn't really hurt me, it didn't really help me. Um, Todd Gurley actually actually Todd Gurley, he he won me a couple games. Uh he started off the season pretty well, but I mean, of course, as the season goes on, his knee, of course, just like every year, you know, I have, I've had Todd Gurley almost the last like four years in a row, so I'm, I'm a big Todd Gurley fan. Um, it didn't really hurt me or help me. I mean, it it it, it did its job. So that's what I would say. I, I give the trade like a B, a C. It was an average trade, C plus, B minus trade. All right. Um, let's now get to some other trades that happened in the league um i traded away keenan allen and jack doyle to get Tua taga viola when Tua was on the bench still um it did benefit me because then i had Tua there to possibly have for the future since it is a keeper league that ended up working out for me I also made a trade for someone else that could be very beneficial for me i made a trade for dak prescott with marlon uh marlon who did i give you who did i give you who did i give you for dak prescott i'm trying to remember who you gave me um i want to say you might have gave me uh i can't remember who you gave me here it is i have it i have it up right now I gave you AJ Brown, Ben Roethlisberger, and a ninth round pick for next year. You gave me Dak Prescott, Terry McLaurin, and eighth round pick for next year. Terry McLaurin did help for me. He he balled out for me for some weeks. AJ Brown helped for me. I'll say that AJ Brown helped me. Yep, yep, yep. So that uh, so that was that was um, that was one of the trades. Now let's get to. One of the big trades that happened, and it's dealing with uh, my brother Marcus. Now, for those that don't know, this is a keeper league. We get to keep three players every year, and you can have the players end up staying on your team for up to three years. So that's something that if you have a star player, you can keep them for about the three years. That's something that we have. Let's start with when are the trades that are dealing 
with a keeper. <laughs> that didn't happen. Marcus was trying to trade Mike Davis, Cam Newton, Odell Beckham Jr., and Chase Edmonds for, at the time, Le'Veon Bell and Patrick Mahomes. This was on October 7th, so let's remember what was happening during that time in the season. Marcus, what was your logic? What was the, what was the logic for that trade? Ambition. Listen. Listen. I was already at that point. I had maybe lost one game so far. My team was looking very good. Um, Chase Edmonds had been cooking all year long. Cam Newton had had it won a great season so far. This was pre-COVID, by the way. Um, so his season was going great. Um, although Beckham Jr. just came off the best game that he had all season long. And I said, um, you know what? Maybe it's time for me to make a couple of changes. Um, I've been listening to a couple of podcasts, um, listen to my one of my shows, The Fantasy Footballers. Um, I listen to Harold's show. And, you know, everybody has been talking about how good Odell Beckham was doing. However, you know, Odell would not keep it up. And, you know, in my mind, I kind of got worried because I was like, you know, Odell hasn't been cooking all year, but, you know, he just had a 45-point game. So let me go to a team that, you know, kind of need some help and try and move Odell um, and see what pieces I can get. Um, and that was my logic when I went into the trade. Um, now, when I the reason that I chose Patrick Mahomes specifically and uh, Le'Veon Bell specifically originally was because, one, I wanted Patrick Mahomes because, uh, as you said, this is a keeper league. Um, and uh, the person who had Patrick Mahomes um, had not won a single game for the season so far. So I said, clearly Patrick Mahomes is not helping their team. Let me take Patrick Mahomes and let them help my team while I give them other pieces to kind of help. So I was giving away, you know, uh, what's his name? Camp Newton, who all year at that point had been cooking, had been putting up Patrick Mahomes-esque numbers. Um, and so That's I was giving up him. I was giving a, a wide receiver in Odell Beckham, who, yes, I was trying to move because I didn't believe in his long-term, you know, viability. However, I was also giving up uh, Chase Edmonds, who had been, to that point, had only one game under 15 points. I felt as though my trade was very fair. Um, it was not seen that way across the league. Um, but, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So, so Chrissy... Chrissy, you, <laughs> why? Oh, and, and also, Le'Veon Bell. At that point, Le'Veon Bell had not gone a single season having more than two games of over ten points for his past two seasons. I did my research. The two seasons before, he did not have a single game of over ten points. You mean under? Over. I'm talking about over his season with the Jets. Even the, last year, what he did not have—he had two games over ten. Oh, points. he had two games over ten points. Over ten points. Okay, yes. I see what you're saying. All right, uh, Chrissy, why you—you you were one of the people who vetoed that trade. I know for sure. By the way, um, <laughs> because I send the veto to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you're one of those. I vetoed the trade. I, I would no, I didn't veto, but I would have because by the time. I got to it. It got vetoed so much that it automatically 
ended the trade. What, what, what was your issue with the trade, Chrissy? Here's the thing with the John brothers in a general. Oh, like, oh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. For those I'm very that eager to hear Jeremy, this. Jeremy, Marcus, and Marlon in chronological order. <laughs> I am well aware. I honestly have not watched a football game since Colin Kaepernick, Starling Nealon. Actually, that's a lot. I've watched a few over the years. But only because I work in a bar and they happen to be on the TV. Or when Cam and Russell were playing each other, I watched that because it was two good black quarterbacks against each other. In any case, um, I feel like I know that the three of you in general do a lot of research when it comes <laughs> to Absolutely. This you want to be prepared. And, and you are, we'll call it ambitious <laughs> in your <laughs> trades in a general sense. So, Don't be rude. <laughs> so if I, and I, I'm gonna tell you exactly what I do. If I go based on how the season is going, and I see the points of the people that you're trading for, and it doesn't match up or make sense or math for me, then I'm gonna give you a no. And nine times out of ten, happening with y'all. So I, I, I yeah. feel I feel targeted. I feel more so mm-hmm. your younger brothers than you because I, I, wow, that's you're crazy. the commissioner, but you included. I feel like. You made them this way. I feel targeted. Um, I feel, you know, I I don't feel. I'm always very cautious when trading with the John brothers. And if I see other people, I don't want them to fall to your. Can can I say something real quick? Come again? Can I say something real quick? Go ahead. Okay. So I'm just going to keep it 100. Um, Everybody. Who, who has been in the league, who has paid attention to uh, my dealings in the league, they should know by now. However, if you don't know, now you know, I'm going to tell you. Uh, when I, at least for me, when I decide I'm going to trade with somebody, the first offer that I send through, the first offer that I send through as a trade is always total BS. It's always. Why are you giving secrets now? Listen, why? Why are you giving secrets listen, now? Listen. Now, I'm now. telling y'all. I'm telling y'all right now. The first offer I send is so that I can gauge to see where people are. This Let me whisper that. Let me whisper. I it. want to see what people are willing to give up, what people aren't, and typically, I know my first offer is not going to get approved, either by the league in general or by the other person. My my goal is to get a conversation started. So when I come out and I'm like, hey, boom, this is the trade I have to offer. That's not the final say. That's not to say you can't negotiate. For me, that's just me trying to get, get you know, talks going. So for me, I, I try and get those talks going. And then once talks are going, now we can negotiate. We can figure out, all right, who do you really want from my team? Who do I really want from your team? Let's make this happen. And, you know, at that point, I feel like we negotiate to a point where, you know, once it's agreed upon between me and the other owner, I don't think I need to, you know, speak to everybody else. But, you know. Oh, that segues to the next topic. Okay. So, so, so that trade was vetoed. The initial trade was vetoed. Um, I would have vetoed it if I had an opportunity because I felt like in a keeper league, why are you trading away Patrick Mahomes? in a keeper league and you have access to Patrick Mahomes for three years because you're struggling in the beginning of the year. To me, that's stupid. Like, it, it, so I'm just like, mm, no, no, we're not doing that. Uh, so that's why I vetoed it. Now, Chrissy, you have your hand up. What do you have to say? 
Because to Mar, this is why I call it ambitious. To his credit, it's not like, and we discussed this in the chat, it's not his fault that somebody was not, we'll call it forward thinking about <laughs> It is not his fault. You're right. <laughs> it's not his fault that somebody was not forward thinking. If if any trade comes up to me from one of the John Buzzers, I scrutinize it a little bit more than I would anybody else. Chances are I'm going to veto it. But I scrutinize it a little more than I do anybody else because I know you do your research. And I don't want to say you prey upon that because I feel like you're equal opportunist for whoever will allow it. And sometimes people allow it because they're not forward thinking. And that's not your fault. You're ambitious (laughs) and you tried it and you won. (laughs) So there, here, we have another trade with Marcus that was vetoed. Marcus was trying to trade... Justin Herbert for a fifth round pick. Is that correct, Mar- Marcus? That one actually uh, it went through. It went through. It went through. That one went through. It actually worked out for him. Oh yes. Okay. That that, that one did me. go through. You're right. I'm that looking one at it. Out for me because I got uh, the fifth round pick for next year's draft. So now for next year's draft, I'm set up where I have two fourth round picks as well as two fifth round picks, and then I have my. Three keepers that I'm keeping, Devontae Adams, you know, Patrick Mahomes, and Nick Chubb. You know, so I'm set up kind of nice for next year. Next year is kind of my year that I kind of got to win. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. And then and then we forgot to mention this. A trade did go down where you ended up getting Patrick Mahomes. It ended up just being Mike Davis, Cam Newton, and Odell Beckham for just Patrick Mahomes. And you still got him. But like I said, a shout out to, to our boy CJ. I mean, bless his heart. He he didn't realize that he was able to, <laughs> to keep him. <laughs> you know, so bless his heart that you know he, he didn't realize. Bless. But look, you, I, no one could say they if if you don't know in my league. And Archie, you're on here now. You were the runner up. Archie, you can you can you say that I am probably the most detailed fantasy football commissioner that you've ever had? I could probably... That's pretty fair. It's pretty fair. It's it's a well-organized, what you would call it, a well-organized league, detailed setup. I mean, we have bylaws. So. We have rules. I can give you that title. I can definitely give you that title. We have documents. We have spreadsheets. Yes, documents, everything. Everything we need. Just like, all right, like... I feel like the most granted, granted, granted. Some of us don't read, and that is on us. That is most definitely on us. Perfect. But it's there. (laughs) I give you that. That it is there. It is there at our fingertips. So sometimes we overlook it, but it's there. I will definitely give you that title. Far as like it being organized and everything. Far as like a commissioner whatnot. Chrissy, you had something to say. What were you saying? I just said, I feel like you give us so much detail so that you can say that you are the most organized and detail-oriented commissioner in all the league, in all the land. Perfect. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I, you know, I just want the rule. I want everyone to to, to have a fair and like have informed, so they're informed on what's out there. And, and like you said, Archie, some people just don't read. You know, like Kanye West said, you know, you know, we don't read out here. But yeah, so. Um, Real quick, real recap. Archie ended up in second. Marlon ended up in third. Frank was the champion. Um, anything else eventful happened in in the in the league? Uh, 
And I'm asking for anyone to to recap because I can't even remember. Oh, me and Marlon. Is, is Marlon still on? Yeah, I'm gonna talk yeah. about me and Marlon's trade. Yeah, I, I, I want to talk about Marlon too because I think the trade that he went. They talked about traded with you or somebody else. It was supposed to go to me. And, and I think it was just karma in his, his situation because he had to play me in the, uh, in the semifinal. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. Which trade is this? Which, oh, oh, which trade is this? It, it was the Chris Carson trade because I was going, I was going to oh, give yeah. you Herbert for Chris for, for Carson. So, so let me let me explain something that happened. So at, at this point in time, and at the last minute, at the last, I get blindsided. He went with somebody at, else. I'm at like, this you know point what? in time, I had three different trades that I was trying to make happen. I had a trade. For Josh Allen, that I was trying to make happen, um, that was with Chrissy. That 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 ended up going through at the last minute. That was the last trade that went through. The first trade that went through was um, with Jeremy. The trade we talked about earlier, um, where I traded away Dak Prescott. I got back Ben Roethlisberger. I got back AJ Brown. Um, so the funny thing was, in order for me to get um, my second trade with CJ, I was originally supposed to trade away. Terry McLaurin to CJ. Um, CJ wanted Terry McLaurin, Chrissy wanted Terry McLaurin, and Jeremy wanted Terry McLaurin. So I had three different people that all wanted the same player. And I kind of had to play my cards right and make different trades. I got one trade accepted first. Literally like five minutes later, I got the second trade accepted. And then the last trade went through a couple hours later. Um, the trade with Frank, I, I just couldn't pull that plug because I needed. I knew I was. I still. I still was betting on Josh Allen. Josh Allen, I believe, is a better quarterback to me for my team than uh than Justin Herbert. If if I had it, I think I had a running back that went down that week or had COVID. If I hadn't had, because there was no way I could possibly win my game without me having. I had had like a barely running a good one and like nobody else. The only reason I finally agreed, and I told you because I was like, because I need a running back. And I said, put a running back in your package. I wanted Terry McLaurin. I told you that. So there's no conversation we're having without him in it. And we went back. I told, first of all, I told Marlon, you've been undefeated for weeks. Ain't no way on God's green earth I'm about to help you win. <laughs> Period. And I know you want Josh, and I'm not giving him to you. Listen, listen. <laughs> I went, once Dak Prescott went down, I tried to make a trade with Chrissy. This was what week four or week five. She yeah, told me, "Nah, your she told me, nah, your team is doing all right." So I had Teddy Bridgewater as my backup. I still won the next like four straight games with Teddy, yeah. but I was like, I can't, I can't put my faith in Teddy as my starting quarterback. You know, I like him as my backup, but I need someone a little bit better. I yeah. tried trading her three times before <laughs> I got her to accept my trade, but I'm, I'm just thankful that it went through. Yes, but you, it would not have. I, he ended up actually. <laughs> Traded Big Ben to him. I got Ben Roethlisberger in our trade. But if if my running back would not have went out, I would have never traded Josh to you. And so then that whole scenario would have happened very differently with Frank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he tried for the longest. He's the craftier of the John brothers. I'll give him oh, that. Oh, 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 God. Stop, stop it. And he's my God. When y'all saying my name, put some respect on it. <laughs> come on, come on. You're the craftier of the John brothers. How can you say that Marlon is the craftiest of. He is. He is. He's, he's subtle and consistent. 
Y'all, y'all, y'all finished or y'all yeah. done? I ain't got no more talking. That's right. He didn't, he didn't even let me know he was going the other way. I, I found out when the tray happened. Oh, yeah, Marlon definitely found out when the tray he the sneak one, and he's my godson, so I know he's the sneak one. He definitely the sneak one. Me, I'm out front. <laughs> you are. You That's like pulling the china shop. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell telling you how it is. You like it, make the trade. You don't like it, don't make the trade. That's it. Jeremy is the full researcher where he's giving you evidence for why you need to make this trade yeah, happen. That, that, You're that, the bull in the china shop, and Marley's the sneaky one. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm letting you know that the trade is best for you, not even it's me. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I'm telling y'all, your job, brother. You. <laughs> Anyways, you. So let's. I'm trying to help both of us. Let's recap how the standings went. So the top eight teams were Frank was number one. I'm sorry. I need to look at. I'm trying to remember what the standings were at the time of the postseason. Ah, here we go. At the time of the uh, beginning of the postseason, number one seed was Marlin with Mamba Magic. He faced Sir Drip Lord, uh, who was number eight. Then Chark, uh, then number two was Big Thad, who is not on the call right now, unfortunately. I would like to definitely get his uh his his opinion on things. He was facing uh Opportunity Nux, which is Kiera. Then number three was Fill My Cup More, which is Archie. He faced number six, uh District Maid, which is Chrissy. <laughs> then number four, Frank faced shark week so number frank was the number four seed then uh then we get to the teams that did not make the postseason and we have a very unique way of determining you know the draft order for the following year so before we get to that the team the person that had the worst year worst record it was a tie with newcomer nicholas and maple ave but Maple Ave had less points throughout the regular season. That's Rike. So she will be granted the Sacco. So congratulations, I guess, on the Sacco. I, I, I mean, I, I guess. I guess, I guess Rike gets the Sacco. Stop playing with Can your I name. Say- an exceptionally hard year to play between oh the fact that we have God. 14 teams, which were the most I think we've had in any year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had, there were COVID players going down left and right. Yeah. And then after we like, oh, yeah. there were bad injuries in the entire league. So this is a really, really hard year to play. We have a very unique way of determining the draft order for the following year. And uh, basically, whoever wins the loser's bracket gets the best odds at the number one overall draft pick. Then it goes in descending order. So that's the bottom six teams. Then it goes in uh, ascending order from the eighth seed or the eighth place team all the way up to the first place team. The odds tend to drop. So, yes, your commissioner this season or for next season will have the best odds at the number one overall pick now someone has ha- is having a beef with how we do draft odds is this person still in the in the in the group ch- in the call 
been bothered ever since grandma stopped picking for us, but that's the hand over there. Yeah, yeah, we gotta we gotta get away. What's the on that? I'm we just gotta, saying. We gotta I'm get a away. I'm upset about this draft order pick, but it's okay. Why, Kiara? State why you're upset? I think I'm upset because my first year coming in, I was given a bad, a bad spot, which is fine. Rookie, you know, you <laughs> don't get just bad. I understand that. Don't say my bad spot. Last year I came in second place, so this year I got a low odd, whatever. But you know, the person who won magically got like five spots higher than me. I mean, that's how like- that's how projections go. That's how probability goes. And you might be right. I'm not knocking that. What I'm knocking is I think the commissioner has something out on me and he doesn't want me to succeed. You are fake news. Not- that, that that's just false. That's just false. <laughs> I'm just telling how I see you know don't be rude I mean jeez didn't you hear what everyone said about me earlier that I'm a very detail oriented commissioner unfortunately no I didn't hear that part (laughs) but I don't knock that I think you might be playing games with me you know and that's fine (laughs) so yep before we go just real quick Marlon Mama Magic third place Fill my cup more. Archie, second place. And the champion, Indeed. Frank Carter. Baby, wanna chill. Champion for 2020. Since he is the champion, I will give him the last word. Hey, you know, it was, a, it was an honor coming back and dominating the whole season. And I look forward to doing it next year as well. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> mm. All right, before we get out of here, I do want to thank my guest, Donnie Bedney, for coming on for the first half of the podcast. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, Now, I also want to thank my cousins who did come on for the recap of the GFFL. Um, Definitely, I must say, this is a podcast, and I like having a podcast because it's not as structured. I know the conversation went all over the point, but that all over the place, but that is kind of how our group chats are it is how our fantasy football is we can be all over the place and yet still accomplish great things so i do want to thank uh chrissy for coming on my brothers marcus and marlon archie for coming on also harold who was our draft guru for coming on earlier and our champion frank carter um (laughs) give a shout out to Harold and his podcast, OSS 980, uh, Soggy Nachos, Shut Your Face, um, 4th and 13, What You Expect podcast. Also, uh, shout out to our businesses, Ming Reina's, Doll Parts, Eat the City, D.C., uh, Trezo Beach, our faithful listeners. Um, Want to say thank you for everything you do. Happy New Year. And until next time, everyone, Sports Reality, peace. Following me on all my handles. Underscore underscore K E I Oh jeez, oh man. So what is it again, Kara? Say it again. Put them fingers up. Put them put them gun hands up. K E I I. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Until next time, everyone. Sports reality. Peace. <laughs>